Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Heidi, today we are going to talk about traumatic loss over the life cycle. I created a class two years ago called Traumatic Loss During Childhood. And what it does basically is it looks at the losses in our lives and how it impacts us for our entire life. And I think people are really surprised by this and they, they don't understand how a death that happened years ago can still impact them, but it does. How it does it impact us, Heidi, through, the, through our life? It impacts us both positively and negatively. It can be really positive changes, as well as as well as changes that are very difficult. Well, those those positive changes they kind of connect up with um, this idea of post traumatic growth, yes. and people people really resist that. But it's getting play now, right? It is, and it's hard. It's hard to to wrap your arms around the fact that we grow in in profound ways after a loss, because people always say, including myself, "Wait a minute, I didn't want my brother to die." And we don't want people in our lives to die. But when they have, we find over the life course that we do grow. We become more compassionate. We don't take life for granted as much because we know that people can die suddenly. We know that we're not here forever. Um, we are able to handle adversity better. Mm-hmm. We're able to be more empathic. Relationships oftentimes are closer. There's just a lot of things that happen. You realize you can get through whatever life throws at you because you have already dealt with the worst loss there is. And that's the death of a child, sibling, grandchild, you know, spouse, whatever loss it is that you're dealing with right now. There's been quite a bit of research and more more is happening because we're looking at how does a death impact us physically, psychologically, and emotionally over an entire life? Mm-hmm. And I've, I've really delved into my own personal life and said, how does the death of my brother 35 years ago impact me? How has it impacted me across my life course? Mm-hmm. And it's been really interesting to really look at how it does. And I will tell you right now, it impacts the way that I parent. I am a more anxious parent than I would have been had Scott not died. And I also really, really appreciate my children and really, you know, I'm glad that they're in my life because I know that, you know, people die. And the other thing is I have two children because my brother died. Oh. Um, you know, I had Alexander and he was amazing and I wanted to give him another sibling. And after years of miscarriages and infertility, I decided to fly to China and adopt Samantha in 2006. For people who don't know, uh, my son Scott and Heidi's brother was 17 years old and was killed with his cousin in an automobile accident at age 17. It's been many years in 1983, so I think it's interesting to look back and think about how it has impacted over the years. Let's talk a little bit about triggers because those things bring it up over the years. How was it for you when your son turned 17? Well, I think those kind of things and and monumental events in our lives bring back our losses. Things like, you know, your children turning 17. When my son turned 17, it was a very difficult year for me. My brother, Scott, as you know, mom, your son, and my cousin were both 17 and they died together. So I, in some way, couldn't figure out what was going on. I was super anxious. And then I said, wait a minute, 
what's going on is that I am fearful that my own son is going to die at 17 since my brother and cousin died at 17. Bringing that awareness is the first step to change. So bringing that to my awareness helped me to deal with it better. And I said, okay, how am I dealing with this? And how can I not let Alexander know that I think that, you know, I'm, I'm nervous and I'm scared because I want to give him a normal childhood events, marriage, having children, events that you thought, you know, your loved one were going to be here for and they're not here are really, really difficult. Yeah. So, and we talk a lot about triggers and I know uh, you've heard a lot about that. So what I want to say now is we tend to focus on those triggers. We tend to see them as uh, things that we're still sort of upset. And Heidi and I have talked before about the fact that you're not as um, upset for as long. The death is always negative. But the way that we go to live our lives can be positive. I mean, I feel like I live my life for my brother and myself. So that I want to really live fully for both of us. Mm -hmm. uh, my career trajectory changed dramatically when he died. And I decided to, to you know, specialize in traumatic loss. So there's positive things that can come out of a loss. And we are changed in profound ways and not necessarily just negative ways. We are changed profoundly in positive ways also. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is honoring and paying tribute to the people that we love that have died. Mm -hmm. We live our best life. It's an honor to Scott. Mm -hmm. I, I love the best lives, Heidi. And, and what are some of the things that surprise people from your class or some of the comments that come up for you or thoughts about post-traumatic growth? I think what surprises my class is when I really put their feet to the fire and say, I want you to look at a death that you have dealt with and I want you to think about decisions you've made throughout your entire life course and who you are today. And I want you to really think about how the death that you're dealing with has impacted you today in those ways. And I think it's something that they've never really thought about before. And they say, oh my gosh, my, my brother or sister or whoever it is that died still has a profound influence on me. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily in a negative way, also in very positive ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do, you, uh, do you have any examples of students coming up with some positive things? Um, I have a lot of examples. And I think a, a big example is a lot of people that go into the helping professions have, do, have done it because they've had somebody die. Mm -hmm. um, so I think careers can be very much transformed and changed after losses. Uh, it was interesting because, you know, Scott died in a fire and the fire department and police were there at some point. Fast forward to 2002, after 9-11, I ended up giving back and working with the fire department. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just interesting that they were there initially, and then I was there for them down the road. I love that. That's a, that's a beautiful example. You know, what I'm thinking, uh, people uh, watching this show, I'm thinking we could kind of give them a little assignment. And, you know, what I'm thinking about is the you and I talk about gratitude all the time and about maybe doing a gratitude journal if you like to write or whatever. And I'm thinking uh, of some of the things, uh, the beauty that this person brought into your life that uh, you might want to focus on that or some of the post-traumatic growth ideas. Yes, I like that idea. How are you changed profoundly in positive ways? That mm -hmm. doesn't mean that we don't, you know, we would have them back, but we aren't going to have them back. How have you been changed in profound ways since the loss? Mm -hmm. um, and, and I see it every day and so do you through, through the work we do with the Compassionate Friends, through the work we do with TAPS. I mean, we see 
examples of people that have gone on to really create change through all of our guests on Open to Hope. Mm -hmm. They've created profound change and done profound things in tribute and in honor of the people they know that have died. And you know, you don't have to do giant things like uh, Candy, Candace Leitner, we've had her on, she started Mothers Against Drunk Driving and we can name um, many people who've done wonderful things and organizations. But you know what? If it's just a kinder world, it's an, an amazing thing. If you are a kinder person, People are more spiritual. They don't take life for granted as much. They're more connected. There's, there's a lot of different things that, that happen after a, after a loss that are profound. And, and Heidi and I uh, know that peer support is so huge after you've had a loss. So just the fact, I think, I just see people who uh, are there and can listen. And you know, if you haven't had a loss, it's pretty hard to listen to uh, losses, isn't it, Hyde? Well, absolutely. I mean, after 9-11, when I worked at the fire department, our research team of 12, one of their biggest concerns was going into homes after someone had died, the fire, firefighter homes, because they weren't sure what they were gonna find. They were nervous about entering a home where a firefighter had been killed in 9-11. And that was not a concern for me at all. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a concern because I have been in a grieving family. I am part of a grieving family. And I know what it looks like, and I'm not afraid of it. In fact, I, I embrace it, and I ran to it, and I you know, stayed with these families, and I allowed them to be wherever they were in their grief journey. When I started working with the firefighter siblings, five years after their brothers died in 9-11, one of the therapists said to them, what gifts have you been given? And that therapist basically had to quit the group, and I had to come in in their place. Yeah. Because we're so irate by that, by that word. It takes a long time in, in a journey, in a grief journey to be okay with the word gift. Mm -hmm. So it's not a gift that they died. It's a gift that they lived. Mm -hmm. and, and so how do we, like you said, best honor and pay tribute to the fact that they were here? And so, tribute to our own life. The fact that we're here, this is our life. This is the only life we're gonna have. And you know, um, we're maximizing it and, and going with, I guess, what, my, what we say, what is, things that have happened, but how do we uh, go along and rise with it? Well, again, Heidi and I'd like to give you a little challenge. Keep a little journal or just think of several post-traumatic growth areas that you've had in your life as connected with the loss that you've had. Just being able to be with the million people that are listening to our podcast, what a gift you are in my life and, and the comments people make and the fact that we're able to help on this level has been such an amazing thing as a result of a traumatic loss. I agree with you, Mom, and I have met some of the most compassionate, empathic, incredible people on this journey, all of who have had suffered great loss and who have, have had great growth. And uh, my career is so incredible and I would not have had it had this not happened to me. So, you know, I feel like Scott continues to be my guiding light every day and he's still a big part of my life in many ways. So Heidi and I hope that you'll visit us at Open to Hope and tell other people that are suffering loss now that there is hope again and try and stay open to the idea. And again, I would say to you, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, hmm, Stay open to the possibility of post-traumatic growth. And thanks a lot for watching this show today. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. 
You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.